0: Welcome to the Paragon podcast, where we speak with local charities and changemakers to see how they're making a difference. I'm your host, Anthony Marini. Welcome back to the show and to our 10th episode. Uh, so Paragon, as you know, is still in its early stages, but uh, just wanted to thank everyone who's been following the journey for your ongoing support. Uh, and if this is your first time tuning in, Uh, He chose a good episode because we have an amazing guest to mark the occasion. Today, I'm speaking with Ruin Balsara, who is currently calling in from India, believe it or not. Uh, He's one of the co-founders of The Human Entrepreneur, a podcast and youth entrepreneurship community. Uh, The podcast reached top 20 in the entrepreneurship category in the UK, and the community has accumulated over 200 active members, uh, despite only being launched in August of this year. Uh, They produce a publication called The 411 and currently have a mentorship program in the works. Uh, so Varun, welcome. It's uh, it's great to have you here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here.
0: Well, don't want to waste too much time, so let's get into it. Uh, before we talk about the human entrepreneur, uh, your organization, just want to talk uh, a little bit more about you yourself. So last time we chatted, you told me about connect us, Mm. a platform you founded while studying at Warwick. Yeah. Do you think you can tell us a little more about your entrepreneurial experience with this and how this kind of led to you co-founding the human entrepreneur?
1: Sure. Sure. Anthony. So, uh, one thing that I kind of very early on, uh, faced at university was the fact that I found it incredibly lonely and, uh, I don't know whether it was me coming from um, a different culture or whether it was just me being, you know, homesick, whatever uh, it was, I think there was a mix of bunch of several factors and it was just this, this, this isolation that I felt. And there were things around me that, you know, you could do societies and stuff like that, but, you know, meaningful connections, uh, you know, those three to five friends that you can gen- generally bank on right. for, um, you know, whatever reason, if you're safe feeling sad, lonely, or upset, you know, those three people or five people that you can actually, you know, call out. I didn't have that in university on, in, in the first year. And it was kind of, it felt a little suffocating. And um, I was like, where are my people? And uh, I tried a bunch of different things, um, went mm-hmm. to different events, but, you know, how it is with events and stuff, it's a hit or miss. So it's like, can there be a structured way of doing it? And so we, I decided to create this uh, algorithm that matches people based on values and interests. And, uh, you know the functionality behind that or the idea behind that was essentially how do I get people like me or similar value people, or similar interest-based right? and not just based on activities like going out or partying or clubbing, you know, what, what are the other things that kind of make people gel well with each other, make those tight bonds, those tight connections. What is it that forms that really tight knit community? And so my research suggested that interests and value-based matching would, would would suggest that. So we kind of developed this questionnaire. Uh, we got a bit of funding from university to develop this thing. We built it out and, you know, uh, in the span of two years, we've impacted the lives of hundreds of students uh, on Warwick campus to kind of, you know, connect with each other. Um, and, you know, some of them have found their best friends. Um, some of them have found interesting dates yeah. uh, in some cases. <laughs> and uh, in other cases, uh, you know, it may or may not have worked. But uh, overall, I think, you know, the, the idea was to f- create those meaningful connections. Now, obviously, during that time, I realized that one thing of being a student entrepreneur was the fact that the amount of help that I received was tremendous. The amount of help my co-founder at the time, you know, I mean, my best friend at the time and now co-founder, received was amazing. You know, we were part of the Warwick, you know, enterprise. There was this Warwick enterprise department that helps with funding and mentorship and all of that. It had, the question was, we asked ourselves was, you know, let's take a step back and ask ourselves this question saying, does every young entrepreneur or student entrepreneur have the resources available? All right. Now we thought we would put this to the test and we sent out a bunch of, you know, we, we we tapped into our network and we asked several student entrepreneurs, and we started getting into dialogues with them the striking answer as you probably could guess is that no people don't have the resources and then we questioned it and said wait were we just lucky Did this just were we able to be successful in our own right as student entrepreneurs impact people because we were just lucky to be at the right place at the right time and something just didn't fit with us and we said you know then it's not fair that just because we're in place X, we should have the capabilities and, and the resources. So he said, what if we democratize resources to, to the world? The fastest way to do that was a podcast, like you said. So even entrepreneur podcast is essentially everything to do with the human behind the entrepreneur, and it's focused on the young entrepreneur, the student entrepreneur oftentimes the voice that is not spoken about when we talk about entrepreneurs. Every time I talk to you about an entrepreneur, you're probably going to think of one of those big names, right? The Zuckerbergs or the the Musks of the world. What about those people that are making tremendous impact in their own right, in their own communities, who are maybe not as successful in the scale that you probably see a Zuckerberg or a Musk, but are doing some really, really good work. And wait, guess what? They're young and they're below the age of 30. And so, you know, that, that conversation is what we wanted to really push that rhetoric. Um, Simultaneously, you know, there's this whole argument of the hustle culture. And so, you know, people kind of lose themselves being entrepreneurs in some, in some regards. I did that. My co-founder did that. At some point, we probably will get to the point where we will lose ourselves. The idea there is to say, what is it that makes you human? So we talk a lot about the hustle culture. Why the hustle culture is probably not the best thing for you. Uh, What is work-life balance? Does that exist? Well-being and entrepreneurship, something very close to my heart. Uh, And we also then obviously talk about, we celebrate young entrepreneurs' journeys, but in a very different way. We celebrate their failures as well as their successes and what they've learned along the way. Uh, It's just not talking about, uh, you know, someone IPOing. It's It's about how he went through that process. What are the downs? Specifically, what are the downs? How did they cope with it? So we want to really bring to life, firstly, the human side of the entrepreneur and bring the, the idea of the entrepreneur down. So not instead of looking at it from a pedestal, like putting entrepreneurs on a pedestal, thinking of them as human beings, really. Um, and so the podcast grew, as you said, uh, we got into the top 20. But, you know, we started getting these these messages saying, it's not enough. We, we you know, where's a community that I can talk to these, um, these young entrepreneurs? Because surely there must be a community out there. Mm-hmm. Well, evidently there wasn't. Um, and so we created this. Now it's about 200 plus active members. It's it's growing every week. We're getting a lot of traction. Many people engaging with the content, and essentially it's just content that we've researched, that we create, we curate. Uh, we have sharing circles, circles to talk about if you're feeling down and out as an entrepreneur. We have uh, circles to talk about your failures. We do webinars uh, on a weekly basis. We have uh, you know um, mentoring sessions with myself and my co-founder. You know any if you want a sounding board, we're here for you. Uh, and as of now, everything of the, everything is free right now. Um, and people have got a lot of, um, you know, one, one of the brilliant case studies that I always talk about is uh, the impact that we're creating as a community is far reaching. So there's someone working in the UK, in the UK with, um, they met um, and they're kind of now the next thing we know, they're actually organizing a hackathon in for an African um,
0: trust. Very cool. Uh,
1: that's kind of, you know, working with people and solving some really interesting problems, uh, such as um, how do you, you know, combat malnutrition and how do you combat the fact that people don't have shoes and how do you build shoes at low cost and high scale? The, one of the solutions that comes out of that is tires and denim and, and you make shoes out of that. So the idea is to create and fulfill that community vibe. And and that's what we're standing for. But then we realize, wait, this is not enough. There needs to be something more than that. And, yeah. and so, and so, what more, right? Um, because then we start getting asked, asked, like, can I can I talk to people who are at the webinars? Because people have access to live podcast recordings as well. Now, how do you democratize one-on-one? How do you democratize mentoring? How do you democratize? the aspect of getting a quick access to help when you need it instead of paying like some crazy amount to get mentorship so the next stage right now that we're working on is a personalized platform that is run through uh, a machine learning algorithm that will connect you based on where you are in your entrepreneurial journey to specific content like resources people mentors mm-hmm. um, mentors or coaches, and. Um, like people conducting masterclasses and of course those masterclasses will also be then, you know, some of them are also willing to do mentorship and stuff like that. So yeah, that, that's where the whole journey really started. And, and right now we're all, all eyes set on the platform and, you know, scaling that up, but it, it starts from a very simple idea. Like how do you democratize this access that we had and we were lucky to have to the world?
0: Well, there's a lot going on <laughs> and it's very exciting to watch you grow. I want to split this up a little bit. So going back to the podcast, Tell me a little bit more about, about how that came to be. You mentioned, obviously there's a quite a few entrepreneurship podcasts already out there, but a lot of them focus on more mature entrepreneurs, more well-known entrepreneurs. How do you tailor your content to students and why is a podcast the uh, the right medium for you?
1: Mm, interesting question, Anthony. So I think the first thing I, I like to tackle this in, 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 a bunch of different ways. So I'll, I'll start with your last question. Why podcasts? Well, it's the easiest and most effective way to scale content um, that is generated that we wanted to generate we didn't want to spend too much time on 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 video at the very beginning it takes up too much time too much energy too much cost there's a lot involved and playing that that video content game in in a saturated market would require you to do a lot of thinking and at the time myself i was running connect us my co-founder was running his uh, his venture So we decided that, you know, what is the fastest way to democratize this content? And we already had a bunch of people, very interesting people that we would already be, they would be willing to talk to us. Um, as we said, why don't we get them, get on an interview, get on a chat and like, let's like just like, just talk, like have a chill conversation and, and just pick the brains of these people. The first recording that I did was in a basement with, with, with someone, uh, at one of the universities at Imperial college. I was doing this, uh, this, I don't know what it, it's called TREP camp, which is basically an entrepreneurial simulator. So I met, I met this amazing guy. His name was, uh, Igor and, uh, he became a very close friend of mine. I was like, you know, you have a very interesting story. Let, let's chat. He's now, you know, if you see our very our very initial season, he's one of the guests there. It literally started with me and him in a basement. We, I put my phone yeah. and we just had a conversation and we recorded it. And, and you know, it goes from there and then we built it up. We proposed this to our university. We got the necessary funding. We got the mics, uh, you know, the necessary equipment, all of that. And we launched um, and we just started going on. Now, the second part of your question, which was, what is it that's different for us is, the focus is on two things. One is the human being behind the entrepreneur. And the second thing is the fact that young entrepreneurship in the whole dialogue of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship is kind of missing. So what I mean by that is, you know, when you, again, when you talk about entrepreneurs, you don't talk about the 10 year old doing a lemonade stand who can then become the CEO of his own company 10 years from now, you don't talk about, the failed entrepreneurs that probably didn't make it. You don't talk about the entrepreneur that's struggling or crying in his bedroom because he's probably not getting enough funding or the fact that he's facing tremendous amount of mental health problems. And so what is the fastest way to humanize the entrepreneur? Because you know what, like the the perception of an entrepreneur is that, you know, he's got together. Oh man, he's doing so well. Oh, he's got so much guts. He's a risk taker. Yeah. Yeah. Quite honestly, most of the people that I've talked to are, are shitting their pants on a daily basis (laughs) because it's so scary. Like the fundamental nature of entrepreneurship is you're doing something that's not been done before or you're improving something that's not been done before. Of course. Now, the idea behind that is the fact that you are, you're not going to get it the first time, second time, third time, and it takes time. On the surface, you need to project it as, you know, you've got your stuff together, but internally, you don't know what's happening to that entrepreneur that you probably idealize today. Everyone's strategically really winging it. Everyone's winging it one way or another. Some of them are doing it a little better than others, but everybody is winging it. And you don't get to see that in general podcasts about entrepreneurs, right? Like there, you know, you can get to see the story and stuff. But the questions we ask are like, one of my favorite questions that I ask is, what, is, what was your, the worst time? Uh, as an entrepreneur like what was the darkest moment and how did you get away from that now people might not want to hear it which is a different thing that's fine and that's okay but if you really want to understand entrepreneurship you need to understand it comes with a very dark dark side that people don't talk about and that's what we wanted to challenge big time these trite statements right like like i value success more than i value sleep you know those type of rhetorics Fundamentally, like the science will show you that if you don't sleep, you're not going to be productive and you're not going to work.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's
1: also about how you work efficiently. It's not about the hours you put in. It's about the quality of work that you put in. These things don't really get discussed much. And we were like, we were sick of it and we were like, you know what? We we're going to change the narrative and we're going to change the rhetoric of this entire situation. and Let's bring in our own perspective. So many of the times we converse with young entrepreneurs, uh, the ones that are older, are usually ones that have got a fundamental grounding in entrepreneurship at a very very young age. Uh, so you know, although you'd probably see mature entrepreneurs talking on our podcast, they come from the background that they've probably done something very similar, or you know, they've grown through the entrepreneurial journey as a as a young entrepreneur. And the other people would probably be those of well being experts, life coaches. You know people who can talk on specific topics like sales and marketing, just to get an idea of that, because it's it's hard to find that type of content easily available uh, in a in a democratized way to to young entrepreneurs. So yeah, that, that's the inception really. That's the idea of where we started and where we're going with this podcast. And I don't think we're gonna change it for for the world really, because I think the world today needs to understand that entrepreneurs are not these godlike creatures. You know, they're, they're, they're very fallible. Yeah. Uh, they get anxiety like crazy on a day-to-day basis. Uh, they project a front. And that's something that I really don't, I don't agree with uh, projecting a front that you're okay when you're probably not. And the idea and the concept of vulnerability is fairly new. It's becoming mainstream now, but it's, it's, it's fairly new. And we want to promote that. And we want to we be on that train of that revolution of change of thought with entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I mean, I think the way entrepreneurship sometimes portrayed in, in pop culture and, and social media and whatnot, it does cast a shadow on a lot of these tougher aspects that are also part of the experience. So good on you guys for, for shining a light on that. And then to kind of segue into the community aspect. So that has been your more, most recent venture expansion so to speak aside from the the mentorship obviously but um what's what's the importance of a, having a community around youth entrepreneurs and, and why hasn't this been a thing why hasn't this existed for youth entrepreneurs before uh, before you guys
1: i mean i wouldn't say it's not existed it has existed but if you look at the you you look at the the, the scheme of things it's either too exclusive which means you have to be in that top one or two percent to get in or it's too expensive because you need to pay to join a community or it's free and people, you know, are not regular with posting content and stuff like that. So it's, it's existed. Communities have existed, but not in the way that you'd want it to exist. Because today entrepreneurship is a skill like entrepreneurial skills will be required today, whether you, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you work for somebody else in, in whatever profession you go onto any you know website of recruiting they would require you know skills like we call them the 8c's but like some for example compassion collaboration critical thinking courage um, all of these things are very much required now how do you build a community around these skills around entrepreneurship in general because we realize that like entrepreneurial education it's pretty limited in the way that it is, right? Unless you're, you know, that 1% and you're part of the community and they have mentors and stuff. But then is that really allowing other people who probably just missed that 1% mark to be part of the community? And so if they're not, then how is that fair, really? Because, like, they're equally wanting to grow and succeed as much as that probably that 1%. And so he said, again, the idea of democratizing that that aspect of it comes in and doing that on scale. And so that was where the community actually started. That was where everything really began. And we said, you know what? We're gonna let anyone who has an idea, who genu- there's obviously an application process, but it's less about the idea and where you are at. It's more about you as an individual person and whether you have that idea and that passion to want to learn. Right. And so we admit those people that genuinely have that passion and want to learn. And so it, it, we take it off from there.
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. Um, the youth entrepreneur movement, uh, again, you guys have a Facebook group for that. Um, so if anyone's interested, I will leave the link in the description below, but moving on, uh, so your latest project, the mentoring, uh, what's the idea with that and, and kind of what do you have planned for the future?
1: So let's go back to what mentoring really is, right? Like it's now it's, you'd probably think it's an experienced professional, you know, chatting with you we kind of agree but we also disagree uh we think a mentor could be anyone who's gone through what you're going through and is a little, probably a little bit ahead of you he doesn't have to be a fortune 500 ceo to advise you on product market fit so just an example obviously but i'm just saying the idea of mentorship again the idea of having a mentor uh it could be a shorter mentor it could be a long-term mentor but again if you go on a sites that allow for mentorship it's crazy because the minimum amount you probably have to pay is probably a dollar a minute and a young entrepreneur is not going to be able to do that. It, it's just not, it's not feasible. So then again, like just because he can't afford it, are you saying that he can't have access to it again, that, that really, that that's really annoying because if he had access to it, imagine where he would be in 20 years from now, imagine if he were surrounded by a community of people, uh, and mentors that he could tap into like instantly get access to whatever he wants to get access to and be on his way. Imagine that world and imagine the world we're in right now. Now, Obviously the second one seems so much more better because now he can make informed choices, make informed decisions. He's not stuck. He can get things done quicker. He feels like he's not alone. He feels like he's very much in tune with what's going on. Eventually that person can become a great entrepreneur or if not, he can become a great employee. But at the end of the day, he's he has the skills that he requires. The idea then is to again democratize that access to these mentors these coaches you know mentors in general are very important i would not have succeeded with business or in whatever little capacity that i have if i did not have mentors so i i really appreciate mentorship the other thing is what about the fact that you want to learn about targeted advertising on facebook or instagram and you don't have the time to read piles and piles of data or like analysis and videos you don't have the time you just want one hour and dry. Just that. Wanna give me everything I need to know. And so that's the that was the idea of masterclasses. How do you bring these experts in and just chat with young entrepreneurs or just entrepreneurs in general about about this? And then the third aspect was how do you contextualize this to specific information? There's a lot of information out there, right? Like you can get tons of information on entrepreneurship. The problem is how do you know which is the best suited one for you as an individual based on the journey you are at right now? Google is not going to be able to tell you that. And it's not their job to tell you that, you know, you have to figure it out yourself. We disagree. What we say is that if you come with us on this journey, our machine, our machine learning that we're developing will judge where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, but, you know, based on what you are and where you are right now, what are the different things you need to know? Right. What are the different people you can chat with? What are the different top three mentors that you could possibly get in touch with? Who are the top three, you know, people that you can get a masterclass with? And probably... Uh, four to five different content pieces that you can uh, look at today, right now, based on where you are. And so the idea of personalization on scale, democratization on scale is what we're really looking at. Right. We're, we're running it as, as a as a business eventually. That's mm-hmm. the goal. But in order to do that, we also want to impact and create that social change.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I can build a product and a service that can impact the lives of hundreds of people or I can build a product or service that can impact hundred people, which can then impact thousands of other people. And so we're chasing, you know, that vision of exponential impact is what we're really looking at. We at the human entrepreneur genuinely feel like entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurial skills are required irrespective of whatever you're gonna do in your career path, whether you work for yourself or whether you're an employee somewhere else in a company, yeah. you know, you will be valued if you have these entrepreneurial skills. So if you come with us on a journey and if you're not an entrepreneur by the end of it, you still have some really valuable skills that will make you 100% employable.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. There are a lot of transferable skills that you obviously develop when you start your own business. There are things that you think about that you don't necessarily, you know, would be on your radar if you were to take on a corporate job. I I totally agree with that. With regards to tips and advice, um, so obviously as someone who's gone through the process and who now runs an entrepreneurship community, do you have perhaps one or two tips for, for some listeners uh, who may be aspiring entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, this might sound like a very uh, simple simple thing to say, but I think I, I see it as a very, very important thing to say anyway, and I'm going to say it anyway. There There is no right time to start. Like the right time to start was yesterday. If you have an idea, you just go execute it. Spend 5% on planning, 95% on execution uh, or something along those lines. But like you get the idea, right? Uh, i completely agree with that you can spend your whole life planning and not executing or you can execute find out where you're going wrong re-plan execute and you can follow that whole process again and again so just start like i can't stress this enough and i've been asked this this question of advice to young entrepreneurs and all of that but that is one of my biggest advice that i can give you is just start you'll learn along the way you'll attract the people along the way you'll learn you'll fall you'll fail but you you know it, it, it's a continuous process so the other thing would be perhaps i think the future of work the future of companies the future of services typically b2c you know business to consumer is in building communities and i do i do believe that because at the end of the day you know COVID has made at least most of us realize that community is very very important right when when bars and pubs are shut and you have to spend time at home watching netflix maybe (laughs) maybe with a few drinks, who are those people that you're going to call for that games night, that movie night? Right. Community today in a social aspect is so important. And I don't see how that's changing with businesses, because if you're building a service or a product for certain consumers, um, especially things like consumer products in general, community is very important. And so I would say work backwards, right? The idea is to build a service and then build a community. I would say first build a community and then build a product or service. What that really does is you can actually understand what your community wants. So you actually have enough data, enough understanding of the market that you're really tapping into, even though that's a small subsection of the greater market that you want to tap into, you still have some representation. So the, I guess the second thing would be build communities. The third thing is to understand your audience a lot more than you think you know, already, and cater a service to them. It's, it's very simple, right? Like you go, you ask them what they want, you give them what you want. Mm -hmm. It's not, that's, I mean, it's easier said than done, of course, but like observe people and see the dynamics play out Yeah. Uh, over time. You try and understand, you decide and judge the mood you try and understand. So I think developing those skills is so, 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 so important as well. And I guess one other thing that if you want to take home with you today, I guess is in, in doing all of this, don't forget your mental health.
0: Right right
1: look look after yourself i know there are people talking about not not sleeping for 17 18 hours if that's if that floats your boat sure like go for it i'm just not sure if that's sustainable and if you really want to do that Um, i've been in that place and i've burnt out severely yeah so take care of yourself listen to your body as much as you listen to the external world Mm -hmm. if not more and i think that would kind of shift your perspective on how you see entrepreneurship as well so I think those are the things. And I guess one other thing would be simultaneously to that is like failure is a very interesting concept. Learn to love that that process of failing because you're trying to build something new, you're trying to do something new, you're trying to find a solution to a problem, Uh, understanding that there are problems and there are solutions. Don't get yourself married to the solution. Get yourself married to the problem, love the problem. And then the solution is your business model and that will change. While you're doing that, learn to build a fantastic team to help you solve that problem. Don't marry yourself to a solution, but get very deep with the problem.
0: Well, those are some great tips. I mean, uh, we asked for three, but we got five. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's great. So to kind of end it off here, want to tie it back to uh, to the title of the podcast. So with each podcast, we like to title it Paragon of some some certain quality or attitude that's important to the organization or has been important to, to your success for own, uh, and you told me that you wanted to name this podcast or this episode, a uh, paragon of community. So why is, is community so important to you and, and why has that been so integral to your success to date?
1: Let me talk about it from a personal perspective. Like for me, community means a tight bunch of people that are there for you through thick and thin, and those could be your friends, a uh, community can be your family community that way, you know, helps, supports and grows. It makes you feel like you're not alone. It makes you understand that there are people out there that have gone through the same thing as you and you can bank on them. And so what we are the human Enterprise stand for above everything else is of course, there's democratization of knowledge and all of that's fine. And there's democratization of learning and all of that. But if there's no community to democratize it to this whole project, this whole thing doesn't really exist. Uh, The idea is to build that community around the fundamental idea of democratization of knowledge of information. And so community there really means that we are the human entrepreneurs strive for that every day. We want people to feel like there's a family out there of entrepreneurs that you can bank on, that you can trust, that you can follow, that you can understand, you can tap into, you can learn from, you can grow together sharing of information sharing of resources banking on people building connections networks friends that's important because the next time you fail you know that you're not alone the next time you fail you know that the human entrepreneur is there to support you with that journey with that process and with that experience and so if you failed i can go and say hey bro listen this is hard what are you supposed to do and you'd be like yeah man i don't yeah. feel you <laughs> uh you know what i went into the same thing and be like oh really you went to the same thing do tell do tell and we get into conversation i'm like I'm not on my own Yeah, yeah. and look at that because now from working in a silo, I've made a connection with you. I've then understood where you're coming from. I know, and I'm sharing that experience with you. You feel me because you've gone through the same thing that I'm going through similar things. You give me advice and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I should give up. If you didn't have that, you probably would have given up or it would have been much harder to go on. And so that is why I feel community is so important.
0: Well, perfect. Um, and and again, speaking of community, speaking of support, we want to help you grow your community. So how can listeners support your cause and how can they follow what you're uh, what you're doing?
1: Yeah, the best place to go is the human entrepreneur on um, Instagram. Um, you can connect with me personally. My name is Varun Balsara, V-A-R-U-N-B-A-L-S-A-R-A. Uh, most active on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, the Human Entrepreneur, if you just want to know more or join the community. So, the community is called the Youth Entrepreneur Movement. Currently, we're accepting uh, applications. We've opened it up, it's completely free for now. And um, in terms of the Human Entrepreneur podcast, if you just Google us, you'd probably find us there. And uh, the thehumanentrepreneur.info is our website. So, it's got everything business and all of that. Yeah, it's got everything Perfect. there. So you can just, <laughs> if, if you've forgotten anything about this right now, Just log on to the humanentrepreneur.info and you will have literally everything that I've said.
0: Yeah, no, it looks absolutely solid. Um, I spent quite a bit of time on there, but Uh, cheers! (laughs) thanks again, Varun. So once again, um, all the contact information will be in the show notes as well as the links. So please feel free to look at that below.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Anthony.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again for tuning in, everyone. And remember, stay happy, stay hungry and stay humble. See you on the next one. you've been listening to the Paragon Podcast. To ensure that you don't miss an episode, subscribe or follow us on Instagram at paragon.podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.